Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're continuing our study of the book of Esther. We're in chapter 4, looking at verses 10 through 12 in the God's Word translation. Mordecai has challenged his cousin Esther, who is now the queen, to intercede on behalf of her people, the Jews, before the king. The king has issued an edict by the manipulation of Haman that would uh, have all of the Jews in his provinces killed. But let's listen to God's word. It reads, Esther spoke to Hattach and commanded him to say to Mordecai, all the king's advisors and the people in the king's provinces know that no one approaches the king in the throne room without being summoned. By law, that person must be put to death. Only if the king holds out the golden scepter to him while he will he live. I, myself, have not been summoned to enter the king's presence for 30 days now. So Esther's servants told Mordecai what Esther said. That again is Esther chapter 4, verses 10 through 12 in the God's Word translation, which gives it the title, Esther's Problem. I'll be back to share insights, and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're looking at Esther chapter 4, verses 10 through 12 in the God's Word translation. Um, Mordecai has gave Esther his uh, requests, and now she's responding to um, what Mordecai has asked her to do. She sent her case to Mordecai that she could not, without peril of her own life, address the king unless she's been summoned and that he had put a great hardship hardship upon her in urging her to do this. Any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who had not been called, he has uh, but one law, put all to death. So Esther explained the difficulty behind this to Mordecai. And I'm sure Mordecai knew this already. And so did... um, the, the, the people, the couriers, the um, servants, she sent to tell him. She was uh, only allowed to come to the king when called. And if she came of on her own will, of her own will, she could be executed for daring to approach the king without an invocation. Inv- invitation, not invocation. Invitation. The law was uh, expressed and they all, everyone knew it in the, in, the, in the provinces, that whoever came to the king uncalled should be put to death unless he was pleased to hold out the golden scepter to them. 
and it was extremely doubtful whether she would find him in a good mood because this is the law and you're breaking the law. Look at what happened to Vashti. She got divorced. With this law, you could just lose your life. Anyway, and with Vashti, he just wanted her to, you know, show herself to his drunken friends. But Esther has a, a reasonable reason for wanting uh, an audience with the king. Uh, uh, she wants to see, speak to her husband. But let's keep uh, reading from the commentaries. And they gave me so much information that is so interesting. The custom was likely put in place to prevent assassination attempts, to help manage the king's time, and to set him apart from other ordinary people. And the law was made not so much in prudence for the greater safety of the king's person as in pride, that being seldom seen and not without great difficulty, he might be adored like a, 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 a god, a little, you know, a little god with a lowercase g. And a foolish law it was, for it made the kings themselves unhappy, and it made the royal palace a little better than a royal prison that the kings themselves could not uh, but become morose and probably melancholy because they're trapped and can't do anything. And we've seen movies like that where the king or the prince, it's always the prince, who's always trying to go undetected, to not be treated royally, to be just a regular, ordinary person. So I'm sure with those kind of laws where, you know, if you don't, if you come into my presence and you haven't been summoned, you can be put to death. So with those kind of laws and your strict protocol, it's, I guess it would make you a little melancholy and make you a little stir crazy and make you want to do something just to be normal, just to be just a regular person. The gold scepter was a symbol of royal authority. If someone uh, came to the king unsummoned, he would have to make an exception. So if uh, Queen Esther came unsummoned, He'd have to make an exception because, you know, they said the laws of the Medes and Persians could not be changed. Apparently, the life of the Queen of Persia was not one of great intimacy with the king. Remember, he had about 300 concubines. So Esther says, I haven't seen my husband in 30 days. So it means she hadn't seen him in an, in an entire month. And it was um, probably uncomfortable to be the wife of a king. Because it gave, the, you know, the king having so many concubines, it gave him more free time to spend with his concubines. <laughs> and Matthew Henry wrote these words more than 300 years ago. He said, miserable is the kingdom when the princes frame their laws to serve their lusts. So all of this was framed and created to serve the lust of these people. Esther's case was very discouraging because at this juncture, you know, she hadn't been with her king, with the king, in 30 days. Maybe the relationship had cooled. No one knows. And it seems like maybe Mordecai was kind of manipulating the situation by making sure that the king had lots of women and lots of wine to divert his thinking about what he had done. And that, uh, and, and he probably neglected Esther um, more like with the help of Haman you know, to alienate her from the king, knowing that Esther didn't care that much for Haman. As a queen, it seems that Esther 
should have more access to the king, but apparently his interest in her had waned during the last four years. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we study and continue to study the book of Esther, that as we look at kings and the uh, protocols that they have in place, we don't have to do that when we enter your court, Father. We thank you that we can enter the court of the King of Kings. We can enter and sit at your footstep, at the uh, footstool of your throne of grace, that we may find peace, that we may find mercy, that we may find forgiveness, that we may find love. And we thank you, God, for that. Thank you that you welcome us, not only to the inner court, but to the Holy of Holies through the blood of Jesus. We thank you for that. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. We're praying for our students right now in the state of Texas. They're taking um, part of the STAR test. Pray for their minds. Let them be successful, Father. These few years have been a challenge for them, just as it's been a challenge for their parents and for their guardians and for those who are teachers and administrators and bus drivers and cafeteria people and counselors and all who work in the school. Now we're praying for our kids. We're praying that you um, guard their hearts and their minds so that they don't become overwhelmed by things that's going on in this world. Keep them safe, Father. Let us get leaders who care about your children, Father. Care about more than just their own political affiliations. We pray for that, Father. We pray for those who need you in a special way. The prayers are many, the needs are many, but God, our thanks are many too. We thank you, God. Thank you for your Holy Ghost. Thank you for uh, your, the blood of your Son. Thank you for angels that protect us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.